0: podcast of the Maine Community Foundation. We speak with organizations and partners around the state who are working to improve the quality of life for all Maine people. I'm Taylor Mace. Friday, April 22nd, is the 52nd Annual Earth Day, a day that honors the birth of the modern environmental movement. Today's guests are here to talk about the environmental education landscape in Maine today. So, welcome to Olivia Grissette and Red Fong, co directors of the Maine Environmental Education Association. Thank you for joining me today. First of all, can you tell me a little bit about the Maine Environmental Education Association and your work in the state.
1: My name is Olivia. I use she, her pronouns, and I work for Maine Environmental Ed. We help to connect educators with each other uh, and with the resources that they need to lead environmental education in their work in communities. And we have a really expanded view of educator. We work with formal educators like teachers, but we also work with tons of folks who are educators, truly educators, doing environmental education. Um, But they work in the community. Maybe they're working at a library. Maybe they're a student who's doing really amazing environmental education work in their campus. Some of the most effective environmental educators are often people who really just care deeply about the topic and want to lead forward action in their community as well as there are folks who have PhDs in environmental education and it's their profession and there's some professionalization around the field and people who are highly trained who are working in nature centers and aquariums and um, within schools. So we kind of run the whole range in the network and um, it's an awesome opportunity to just work with a lot of people across the state.
2: My name is Red. Um, I use they them pronouns and I'm one of the four co-directors at Mia. One of the biggest, like, branches of our work is, like, our Changemakers Network, um, which is, like, all of these young folks who are doing, like, environmental, like, education, I guess you could call it, like, environmental action um, in their communities and, like, in their, kind of, like, with their friends. And it's really amazing to, like, be able to work with folks like that. We do a lot of, like, environmental education that's, like, also through, like, the lens of, like, equity, like, in organizations. We're really trying to be super expansive about what environmental education looks like um, and really try, try to help people see themselves within kind of that, that scope and hopefully eventually um, kind of like deconstruct the word like environmental education as a whole.
0: Can you talk a little bit about what environmental education is and how it started and what you're seeing in the field in Maine now? The field of environmental education, I think, formally started, I think, in the
1: 1970s, around when Earth Day also started. So kind of that movement around understanding that our human actions are having like consequences on the health and well-being of our environment and also the health and well-being of ourselves as humans living on planet Earth. I think there was kind of an awakening around that time period. And so there was um, an awareness that we need to have an actual field that focuses on the human dimensions of the environmental movement. So how do people interact with their environment? How choices that you make um, impact the environment? How does, you know, all the way from individual to within your local communities to your state or like more systemically. So that is kind of the, the root of the field of environmental education. In the 70s, it was very like white, white-led and male-led, and there's been an evolution over time where that's reduced, but we still have a a long way to go regarding like really embracing uh, diversity of perspective and building a much more inclusive movement. And that's something we're really focused on here in Maine doing. Some of the stuff we're doing here in Maine is pushing the field as a whole of environmental education forward, and we're able to take that to the national network and kind of share the work that we're doing here. So it's kind of like a really nice reciprocal relationship we do do a lot of advocacy and policy work to benefit the field, and we do that through the national network at the federal level. So um, currently, we're working on a really exciting policy called No Child Left Inside that was just introduced on last Thursday, which is so exciting. And that legislation, if, if it moves all the way through the process, create a lot of federal funding that would go to departments of ed in states and then down into schools to pay for schoolyard greening stuff. Um, getting kids on awesome field experiences, making sure teachers have professional development. And Senator Collins from Maine actually is one of the original co-sponsors for the, for the United States on that piece of legislation. So we're really excited about it. And that's kind of some of the work that we do at the national level as well.
2: I think we do a really good job of working with a lot of different diverse communities. But Historically, the folks we have worked with, particularly like just like white, older like folks in an environmental education, but I think the, the way that we're moving and what we're headed towards is a more expansive view of like what environmental ed looks like, particularly with the context of like recognizing um, the long history of indigenous like knowledge, and, like how so many different communities interact with um, space and land in ways that aren't kind of like set out um, in traditional environmental education big piece of our work um, within the past couple of years actually has been really investing like in our educators through the pandemic. um, We've been able to connect with educators better through our mini grants for outdoor learning program, um, where we've given uh, different educators like $1,500 we've impacted like over 10,000 students throughout like uh, throughout the state and all the counties. Um, and like outdoor learning um, is being like incorporated kind of into environmental education and they're they're sharing space in that way I think like that's another example like how environmental education is expanding um, and changing is in the way that like people are now understanding that like outdoor learning and out- environmental education are kind of like they need to be able to like work together um, and I think like being able to support that type of efforts like in like our pro- own programming and building those relationships um has been super amazing
1: there's been a, a big expansiveness in understanding the public health impacts of people not being spending time outside and um it's just there's a lot more research about that in the last 10 years there's a lot of concern regarding like youth development and positive youth development, both in physical and mental well-being. So environmental education is encompassing outdoor learning now, and that's really important because, you know, you can learn about the environment in in a lab or in a classroom really effectively, and you can get out into your community and get into the dirt and have the sun on your skin and be learning in a very physical way that's very sensory oriented and that's also really, really important, and really powerful. So we're doing work in both places, I would say, and we're really supporting work happening in Maine in both, both parts of the field. And I think that in Maine, we have some of the best educators in the world doing outdoor learning. They're just awesome. And they're getting really creative about how to get kids out in schools within the framework of public schools. Some teachers are like, getting kids on bikes and they're actually riding in bike groups and they learn how to fix their bikes and they're around the community and learning during the school day on bikes. We have so many stories of really creative um, learning happening outside of the classroom walls in public education in Maine. And it's really, really exciting.
0: What does your organization do to help influence public education?
1: So we work both at the Department of Education level. We work on different projects with them. Currently, we're working on a revisal of the state environmental literacy plan, which will impact um, what's required or what we're thinking about kids should be able to experience in public education around this content area. We're also working with the Department of Ed right now and launching literally this week an outdoor learning accelerator, which is gonna move a million dollars to public schools um, in the next school year to do outdoor learning projects within their REV program. And the department's investing a lot, like multi-million dollars through them recognizing the importance of this type of work and then actually innovation in education and like really holding that at the center of thinking about the future of education. We also work, we have someone on our team who is, who runs like schools and community partnerships and they're really, their whole job is focused on, um, you know, being available for schools to reach out if they want support on connecting to curriculum. Red does a lot of amazing web work for us and like has all sorts of resources online that we're constantly updating. We just had our conference last week where we had a bunch of educators teaching all these different sessions. So we don't really write curriculum, if that makes sense, but we connect people to the tools that they need. And we try to play that like connector role, that kind of network hub role. So if you're a teacher and you're like, I don't even know where to start, they could call us and we could connect them to trainings. There's a ton of nonprofits in our state doing awesome trainings for educators. So um, we also connect, we either have our own or we connect them to existing trainings.
2: Um, I think like, I think sometimes uh, when people think about outdoor, like learning um, or environmental ed, it can, it can become like really big, really quick, um, but really all like teachers need to do or like is bring, bring their students like outside for a little bit um, to get them fascinated in like one aspect um, of their local community or their local environment. Like, is there a plant that's particular to like your region that is like super cool? Is there like an animal that like lives around the area that like is unique? Um, To find something that like students are going to find empowering, like, oh, like my town has this like really cool tree. Like, let's go, like, let's go learn about that. Um, And having something kind of like that they can take ownership in a really small way, uh, I think is a really cool first step that we've seen so many educators across the state take in the past couple of years.
1: I would add to that. We have recently launched a new website called Teach Me Like Maine, Teach Me Outside. Um, That is a project of our association, the Maine Math and Science Alliance and the Nature-Based Ed Consortium. So we work together across our networks to do this work as well. And on that website, there's a really awesome outdoor learning directory where you can type in where you live, and then you can find the nonprofit or community programs happening near you in Maine. It's really, really cool. So that's great for teachers so they can find community partners because one of the things that we're really ad- big advocates for is supporting teachers, that teachers already have so much on their plate. And um, it's just really important that communities, community organizations partner with teachers. To help them do this work. Um, and so, and the research that we're doing is also finding that's when the most quality programming is actually happening, when it's in partnership with public schools and nonprofits and, and community members. So teachers can find partners that, as well as even if you're just a parent and you're like, I want to find a program for my kid to like get experience with outdoor learning and in, in near me that so that's open for the general public to explore. The other thing that we've built through the pandemic with a bunch of educators is a new kind of training called Teaching Outside 101. And that training, we have different trainings throughout the spring that we'll be hosting where teachers can take that. And it kind of gets you that, like, what are the basics? How do I even start doing this? How do I, you know, it really goes back to the beginning of getting out the door and, and thinking about behavior issues and management and all the things you have to think about as a teacher and also do this work successfully. And it was created by a bunch of Maine teachers who are really passionate about this and other community educators. So it's really, really rooted in Maine. It's not just like a random training. And um, we try to do our work that way where the community is generating the the resources or the community is building the tools. And we found that like when we enter the folks that like we're trying to impact in design, development, decision-making, like that's when our work is really like hits home and is actually we're actually building the tools that people need. So you can find tons of awesome tools there.
0: Red, you mentioned earlier that part of Mia's work is looking at environmental education through an equity lens can you talk a little bit about what that means for your work
2: because of like the history of environmental education and the environmental movement as it's perceived today being a very white dominated field um, i think really equity for us in environmental education is about changing organizations and the cultures um, so that everyone can have access to the resources and the information that it has to offer Um, like within our organization, um, I mean, we have a co-directorship model where it's like myself, a recent, like, like college graduate, um, and then like Amari Fiji, who's like one of our rock stars, who's still in college. Um, like having people at that level of directorship, I think really is an equity, like so it's, it's one of the ways that we invest like in our equity, equitable structures, um, like in trying to disable these systems of like oppression and like exclusion within environmental organizations is such a key way that um, environmental education is evolving because through like our decision making process of like who we engage with um, in like these types of in the, in the work that we're doing. Um, is being decided by people with identities that have not been represented um, in environmental organizations in the past. Um, And so like letting people like myself and Amara um, like into spaces where we're able to kind of voice our like our perspectives and our needs and the people and like help kind of advocate for the folks who um, don't have access to those spaces really is a way that we're trying to push the field forward um, and encourage others to see like hey once you make and start try to make these changes, um, your work really does benefit.
0: The Relearning Place program is an initiative between Maine Environmental Education Association and the Southern Maine Conservation Collaborative. Last year, Maine Community Foundation donors helped fund the Relearning Place convening, which is taking place this June in Saco. Can you talk a little bit about the goals of that summit?
2: Relearning Place convening um, is the byproduct of work that we've been doing collaboratively at MIA um, with the Southern Maine Conservation Collaborative. And we're really fortunate that the Maine Community Foundation decided to um, support this event. Um, so, the Relearning Place program, kind of like its essence, um, has been like a two or three year long program that I, that I helped start at the Southern Maine Conservation Collaborative. Um, that is made up of a kind of like intergenerational cross racial group of folks who, in, our, in the way that we work and what we believe in, really center the value of place um, and connection to place, whether that be like physical place, place within community, um, or like place with kind of like relationships. Um, as the way that we're creating change and the, as the way that we're connecting to each other. Um, and that belief really is at the core of this Reading Place convening that we're hosting um, May 31st to June 2nd. Um, that's bringing together folks from across the Northeast who are involved in things like agriculture, uh, land, um, spirituality, medicine, recreation, education, social advocacy, anyone that is, that is doing this work with this idea of place at the center. Um, and that's because that's such an expansive topic, uh, we really have had folks apply from work a lot of different places. Um, but that's with the intent of doing some more cross-racial work where we know that like everyone's visions and everyone's contributions are really necessary um, in the generation and in the pursuit of a more kind of equitable and sustainable and livable future. Um, a lot of times we don't get to work cross-racially um, with a lot of different groups. And we're hoping that this is an opportunity to do that type of work Really prioritizing the participation of like different Black, Indigenous and other people of color, Um, really trying to lower the barriers for participation. And that's why we're grateful that we got some grant funding um, to be able to provide stipends for participation, to reimburse people for travel and to cover kind of like expenses um, to participation, to lower those barriers.
0: Do you have any parting thoughts as we approach Earth Day next week? At Mia, I we do
1: embrace that kind of cliche around like Earth Day every day, because this is like our work. But if Earth Day is motivating you, there's a lot of really cool community events happening and you'll see, you can, you can like check our website to, to, to learn more about that and follow us on social media. And, you know, just, I think little things are big things and that's something like relationships are huge trying something new is really awesome and exciting. So just, you know, be gentle on yourself too. Like little things are big things. So, you know, around this month of Earth Month, maybe just kind of challenge yourself to try one thing or to reach out to one new community organization or, you know, just try to do something new to kind of bring that center into, into your life or, or, or read something new. And um, we're always here for you to support you. So if you you want to connect, we're, we're here for it.
0: more about the Maine Environmental Education Association, visit www.meeassociation.org. Thank you for listening to Maine Ties, a podcast of the Maine Community Foundation. You can listen to all episodes at www.maincf.org or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Maine Ties theme is Blue Heron by Chris Moore of 317 Maine Community Music Center.